Hello, hello. Uh, welcome to this new episode of uh, Strawberries and Champagne Marketing. Today, I wanted to talk about, about um, how you lose a loyal customer. I think this is an interesting topic, not because anyone wants to lose a customer, but obviously because it's good to know how to avoid mistakes that can cost you these customers. Um, this topic for today occurred to me because um, up to, until not long ago, I was one of those super fun customers of a company. Um, I had bought almost every single product they put out, even the super expensive ones. This super expensive product that I had bought uh, was to join a mastermind community and be in a live event in California for a couple of days working on how to grow or setting up a business. The event was the, the, first, uh, the first one of this kind that this company um, offered. And it was designed as a way of bringing the most loyal customers up the value ladder, which means um, if, you're, um, if you're a follower of this company, you buy everything. So this is a way of offering something that's more value and also a more value for them as a price. And also it offers more value to the customer. I thought that it was actually a very interesting product. And besides, who doesn't want an excuse to travel to California? So I applied to the program and, and then I was in. So the time came to, to go there to the live event. So I went there and I had a lot of expectations about the rest of my peers in the mastermind group. We were a total of about 10 people. And also I had some expectations about the content and about the whole experience. Um, when we started, um, we realized, uh, the whole group realized that the content had already been sold to us, but under a different name. So we obviously sort of complained, uh, but that was solved in a moment. Um, but then guess what? Of course, they had to make up the whole, um, the whole content right there then. So it was not what they had already prepared for, for the couple of days and they had to change it, but, but, but it was fine. Okay. So it got, it got better. And by the end, we were actually very happy with everything, with the program and the, yes, everything, everything was actually very fun and we worked a lot and we learned a lot and, and we had a great experience. The only thing that we were not um, very, well, we, we actually commented this, is not that we were very happy, we were actually sort of surprised. Uh, the leader of the presentations and who's actually sort of the big star and the ace of the company, he was a little bit aloof outside of the presentation, so he was very engaging in the presentations as usual. Um, but then in their interactions out of the presentations and when we were having lunch and we were just on a break and um, it, that was a little bit disappointing because it was a bit aloof and a bit like, uh, okay, I'm not working right now, so I'm not really talking to you or, I don't know, it was, it was a little bit strange. But especially mine that there were only 10 of us in the event, so it was not like we were a huge group. But anyway, the, the experience got very positive feedback in, in the end from everyone attending. And then after, after that, we all went home back home and we met a couple of times on a conference call on the internet. Um, but after that, after those two calls, I think it was uh, the second one was about three months after the event. Everything after that, everything went silent. So... Less than then, then we we saw that less than uh, six months after our event, there was another one. They organized another one, another event, just the same, um, the same, the same as as ours, but obviously different people in a different place. And but but still, no, they they organized another one, 
And also another, another couple of months after that second event, they had a third one. So I think that in a year, they had about four events like the one that, that we attended. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they actually that they actually created a second event or a second version of it um, so close to the first one. Because um, to me, that told me that, uh, I mean, they were doing something very clever and I really mean that in a good way. That is, um, they had they have created a formula that worked, they tested it, they tweaked it, they made it better, and then they just replicated this formula that was a winner. So our first event was a tryout, and that is normal. But to take, to, for me, to take so little time to forget about, sort of forget about your first group and go find another one was a little bit, to me, a little bit too focused on selling the product instead of delivering a very good product to the first group. The, um, I feel that the power of the mastermind community was to keep it alive and keep the conversation going. Um, but that group actually was left to die on its own because they had, I guess, that they had new groups to concentrate on. So, I mean, instead of taking care of the, of the group that you had already created, they were already concentrating in, in creating new groups and having new events and sort of keep the, the thing rolling. Um, why, why is this connected to losing the customers? So let me summarize the reasons why I'm not an advocate of that company anymore just because of, of all this story that I've told you. No? I've realized that they were too focused on uh, looking for new high paying customers instead of satisfying the high paying customers that already had that was that was pretty much us no? the first group um, the follow-up after the event which is like their post-purchase service to me was very poor compared to everything else that they offer and that made me think that they don't really care about the customers they serve um, especially when you realize that the only information that we have received has been more promotions from them instead of real personal attention um, because they keep putting out some things and um, some new products and we just re receive the promotion on that mastermind group that we have. So the moral of the story here is something that we hear so much but it never gets old I feel which is take care of your customers especially if you have worked with a customer um, to take them to a certain level, meaning um, they really appreciate you, they really follow your brand, they have bought a lot of expensive products from you, just keep, um, keep an eye on them, okay? No, don't forget about them just because at the moment you don't have anything else to sell to them um, because they are the potential ones that are going to buy the next product you put out. So like I said, take care of your customers. There are um, studies that prove that it is more expensive to attract a new customer instead of keeping one that you already have. So it, it, it actually costs so much money, so much effort to bring uh, someone into our businesses. And then we forget, we cannot forget about the customer. We have to keep that because it's so much easier to keep it, to keep that person instead of constantly looking for um, a flow of customers. So keep those customers in mind. There are also other studies that suggest that the people that you have in your list uh, meaning that they are your customers, they will give you, or they have been interested in your company, these people in your list will give you, and the number will give you an estimate of how much money you can make in that business. For example, if you have um, 2,000 people in your list, 
the usual thing considering that you offer good products and, and taking everything else into consideration is that you will make a dollar a month per person that you have in your list. So if you have that uh, 2,000 people list, the estimate is that you will make about $2,000 a month. Okay, so it is very important to keep people in your list. That's an average. So obviously some of them are going to spend more, some others are going to spend less, but please don't forget that the ones that are paying you more, they believe in you more and you have to take really, really good care of them. So you, you also have to consider your brand advocates. These are the customers that, that are like your groupies. No, if you were a band, you had these people following you around because they really, really like you. So these are the equivalent of the groupies of, uh, of, your, of your company. They like every product, every piece of information that you produce. And these are the best customers and the ones that you have to cherish and protect with special care. First, because they are the early adopters of your products, so if, uh, they will try your products as soon as you launch them and they will be happy to give you constructive and helpful feedback. And also they will bring you more customers and defend you against those who attack you. Okay, Customers who are whiners or, uh, or just people that are whining about your, your product just because not, not even when they have tried it out. Okay, So there is a really interesting article on this topic about your super fun customers and it is called a thousand true fans the author of this article which is very very popular is uh, kevin kelly so if you haven't read it yet just google it and you'll find it it's um it's called a thousand true fans in that article um, he describes how what you need all that you need to be truly successful in a, in a business is a thousand true fans and these people are going to be who the ones who will follow you and your company no matter what and um, so just uh, look for the article and read it because it's really interesting. Um, I was one of those true fans of that company, but they lost me. Okay, so you don't want to lose your true fans. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with that homework of reading that article. Just uh, remember to look it up and let me know what you think. Thanks a lot for listening and for being there and i'll be back with you very very soon bye bye thanks